You're listening to the Life Unlocked podcast brought to you by Game Quitters. Your hosts, James and Mattis, will be talking all things personal development without taking ourselves too seriously. We speak from personal experience and years of passion to bring you advice about everything from creativity and focus to quitting technology and lifting weights. With guest interviews and casual conversations, be sure to find something you enjoy, whether you're listening in your car or in the shower. Thanks for tuning in. If you've been watching the rest of the episodes, you've probably noticed a certain word cropping up a lot more than the others. I've gone on at length into the importance of discipline when it comes to making real change in your life, but surely I should also be talking about motivation, willpower, habits, and everything else you need to do to ensure success. Well, surprisingly, at their core, all of these things are discipline. I hate to break it to you, but when you say that you don't have the motivation to work or the willpower to stick to something, what you're really saying is that you can't be bothered to build self-discipline, so you're just going to accept the fact that you're lazy and not bother changing. That might sound harsh, and about 30% of people listening just got mad at me, but the rest of you uh, who are interested in learning more about self-discipline and want to make real change, I hope you enjoy the episode. If you do enjoy the podcast, I'd really appreciate you dropping a rating or subscribing or whatever you do on the platform. It really helps us out. And without further ado, let's jump into an episode all about self-discipline. So what is self-discipline? At its core, it's simply the ability to do something when you don't want to. This might involve delaying a reward until you get your work done, ignoring the notification that just came up on your phone, flossing your teeth, or whatever else in your life requires some kind of effort on your part. Now, self-discipline may seem like an impossible pipe dream for many people. How many times have you tried to add a new habit to your routine to give up after a week, despite feeling spurred on by a huge burst of motivation at the beginning? Or, similarly, you have a big project due soon, and tell yourself you're going to spend two hours every day working on it. When it actually comes to getting it done, you come up with some excuse or tell yourself, I'll just do it later or tomorrow. However, by the time later comes around, you've spent the last few hours playing video games or wasting time mindlessly browsing the internet or you spent the whole night uh, socializing with friends, which isn't always a bad thing, but when you need to get work done, it's about prioritizing which is another way of looking at self-discipline, and that's being able to prioritize the right tasks and take the necessary action to complete them without getting sidelined by distractions. It means being able to suffer a bit of discomfort in the short term for the long-term benefits. So why is it so important to develop self-discipline? If you don't have discipline, you will never be able to change your life the way that you want to. You'll constantly go through ebbs and flows of productivity, Every three months you'll start a new project or hobby or side hustle simply because you got bored of your current one. In reality, you didn't have the discipline to stick with it. You couldn't be bothered to get through the first hurdles in order to reap the rewards later. I'm being quite direct, and that's the point. I really want to stress the importance of building self-discipline when it comes to improving your life, as it's arguably the number one factor in determining your success in whatever you do. I never had people instill the sense of self-discipline for me and it caused huge problems when it came to schoolwork and then later on in college where I just completely fell apart and collapsed and everything went wrong. It's the number one trait in people who have become successful in whatever they do 
this ability to make consistent improvements and take daily action to improve themselves. Someone that improves 1% every day for two years is without question going to do better than someone who goes through three month cycles of high productivity, followed by three months of either unproductive behavior or something like depression. I've been there, it sucks, and when you do it over a long enough period, you start to realize that you're not only not making any progress, but you're actually regressing and holding yourself back from making the necessary improvements in your life. And how do you go about developing this miracle drug called self-discipline? As you probably guessed, it's not going to be easy. Most things in life aren't that are worth having, and it's a long journey that's going to be filled with failure, setback, obstacles and challenges that you're going to have to overcome in order to get to where you want to be. And what you need to realize about self-discipline is that it's a muscle. The sooner you can think of it in this way, the sooner you can start training it. Basically, muscles don't grow because you lift the weights. They grow because they've been broken down and torn apart. And when your body repairs itself, it thinks, oh, hmm, that kind of sucked. I should probably make them a bit stronger next time. And then it repeats. You break them down, make them stronger. And over time, you start building them up. The same goes for discipline. The only way you can improve it is to force yourself into situations fraught with discomfort. You need to break yourself down in order to bounce back stronger. Unfortunately, that also means there's no magical shortcut you can take for this. Even if you take steroids, you still have to put in the work in the gym. I would, however, recommend starting small. I'll give you a few things I did when starting off, just to instill the practice of building self-discipline, while keeping the effort as low as possible to make sure you have as much success as you can. The first thing we need to look at is your phone. I recently discovered that my phone has one of those screen time tracking digital well-being things. I'm using a Samsung, I'm pretty sure they have it on the iPhone too. I want you to do the same, get your phone out, check how many times you open your phone each day or how much time you spend on it. So if I get the app up now, I can see, Jesus Christ, <laughs> I spent a t- I spent a total of three hours on my phone yesterday and opened it 70 times. Wow. That's so much, that's, that's actually so much more than I thought it would be. Uh, this wasn't planned. (laughs) A lot of it seems to be from messaging apps like Telegram, WhatsApp, Facebook, and Instagram. 70 times a day, I'm giving, I'm giving into distractions and I'm giving myself that instant hit of dopamine. It's going to have a huge impact on my productivity and my ability to concentrate on important tasks. As the more I do it, the more likely I'll be to get distracted by my phone. And you're probably wondering why you should be doing what I say if I'm using my device so much, and that's a pretty damn good point. <laughs> but I have successfully limited my distractions in the past. I've done month-long detoxes from social media and smartphones altogether. I do have days during the week where I don't use my smartphone at all, but we're all human. It just so happens that at the moment I'm not doing a great job of it, and that shows in my productivity. And it's something that we're actually going to be doing in Game Quitters in the coming months. Me and Cam, the founder, we're going to be having a screen time challenge. Who can cut out their phone the most, and we'll have a reward at the end of it. So how do you stop using your phone less? Well, for me, it starts with little things. I make sure that I don't pick it up within the first hour of starting my day. During the day, I keep it out of sight in my bag while I'm working and turn off any notifications. I impose restrictions on the amount of time that I can use it. For example, I'll give myself half an hour at lunch. Then I make sure that I don't use it within two hours of going to sleep at night. 
However, when it comes to being successful, I wouldn't try to do all these things at once. Start with not using your phone first thing in the morning. That'll completely change your day. Try to get a dedicated alarm clock so you're even less tempted to check it. And force yourself not to pick it up for one hour. Use that time to build a routine, go exercise, take a walk in the sun, get hydrated, shower, do some reading, meditate, yoga, whatever you want to do. Try and do that in that first hour. We actually made a podcast episode on how to develop a morning routine, so make sure you go and check that out. And over time, you can start to impose greater restrictions on your phone, such as using blocking apps uh, like Site Blocker, Stay Focused, or App Block. It's just important to flip that control. So instead of allowing your phone to control where your time goes, you need to start taking control of your smartphone. The next thing on the list that we're going to do is that old saying, out of sight, out of mind. This is everything from TV, food, video games, smartphones, and whatever else you find distracting. If you know something is a pretty big weakness for you, for example, every time you eat dinner, you physically have to get the ice cream out of your freezer and indulge for a few minutes. Well, I hate to break it to you, but you're going to have to get rid of that damn ice cream. If you want to eat less junk food, throw away every single food item in your house that's unhealthy because you physically won't be able to indulge in bags of crisps and ice cream if it's not there to eat. The same goes for video games on Netflix. If you have a tendency to come in from work or college and you know you need to get some work done in the evening, you might consider relaxing for a bit by watching films or playing games. However, that'll soon turn into the entire evening being consumed by them and you'll probably even be too lazy to get up and cook if you haven't prepped for it and you'll order takeaway and sounds like a pretty unproductive way to spend your night. Now, if you have a block installed on these for specific times, whether it's through your devices or just through the way you structure your day or through your router and your internet service provider, or better yet, get rid of them completely. Culture shock, you don't actually need Netflix or video games. You'll be much more inclined to come in and get the work done and then use it as a reward later on. Because eventually when you make that a habit of setting down work specific times during your day, you can start using those forms of entertainment as a reward. Which brings me to the last thing on my list, and that's how to effectively use rewards to improve your self-discipline. Now, a lot of people do this wrong. They reward themselves either with the wrong thing, or they do it too often and end up diminishing the effect. Now I found the best way to use rewards, uh, in my experience anyway, is to forego any reward for a while when you're just getting started with this idea of building discipline. Give yourself time to adjust to having less stimulation as you've been so used to getting meaningless rewards all the time, whether it's your phone, video games or junk food. Then after a week or two of working on your discipline, you can start to introduce rewards into your life when things get hard. But that doesn't mean you can say, Oh, I did one hour of work today, I'm going to go and have half a cheesecake. The best rewards are ones that are going to enrich you and actually improve your life. For example, if I do eight hours of solid work and get a bunch of tasks done, that gives me a couple of hours that I can spend in the evening working on hobbies like playing music without any pressure whatsoever of having to worry about work. Or if I've had a super productive week, instead of saying, I'm going to get wasted this weekend, like Friday, Saturday, I'll just go and meet up with some friends at a bar, have a good time for a few hours, get a good night's sleep, and not take things to excess. Although I do think there is a time and place for that. I'm happy to spend the odd day 
getting completely shit-faced, I think it's great. And it might seem like these rewards are kind of bad or quite harsh and should be a part of life anyway, like doing your hobbies. And I agree, but your brain has become so warped by constant distractions and rewards and stimulation that you need to spend a long time just getting back to normal. Have a think about what a good reward would be for you for doing a lot of work. First thing that comes to mind for a lot of people is something like binging on junk food or getting wasted or spending the weekend watching Netflix. And if you actually take some time to consider them, do these really sound like good rewards? In the long time, they're going to do more harm than good and won't actually do anything to bring you closer to building discipline. It's like that whole two steps forward, two steps back thing. Whereas if you can reward yourself with enriching experiences and opportunities to lose yourself to creativity, expression, break free from the pressure to always be switched on and working, not only will you be more productive in the long run, but your life will be improved 10 times as a result. And I know I said that was the last thing on my list, but I want to talk a little bit about what to do when it goes wrong. I briefly touched on it earlier. It's so important to become comfortable with this idea of forgiving yourself and getting used to failure. Even with all of our best intentions and well-laid plans, we fall short. It happens. We're human. You will have ups and downs, great successes and dismal failures. It's important to keep moving forward. If you stumble or hit an obstacle, take some time to acknowledge what caused it and move on. Don't get caught up in guilt, anger or frustration because these emotions will only drag you further down and prevent future progress. Learn from your missteps and forgive yourself. Then you can remind yourself why you're doing this in the first place, refocus your goals and get back to building self-discipline and really transforming your life for the better. As always, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed it and if you did, I'd really appreciate you leaving a rating, review or a like, or subscription, or whatever else there is on whichever platform you're using. (laughs) They're all different. Be sure to check out our other podcast, Gaming the System. We've got some great content on there and coming to you shortly with amazing interviews and in-depth episodes all about gaming addiction and a whole load of other things. But until next time, peace.